everybody, and we are back. This is the Prayer and Push-Ups podcast, and welcome to the gym. I am Ben Taluga, and I am here with Neil the Giant Ginger Maxwell. Neil, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Waking up, got your big mug of coffee over there, and... Yeah, yeah. Got a little, got the blood moving a little bit, got um, a little bit of warm-up in, in the gym. So, 25 reps, supersetted with 25 reps. Warming up my back, just get blood flowing, get moving. Today's back day, so eventually I'll be doing some back and bench. So yeah, we're gonna be talking about discipline today, and I, yeah. I, I thought it was funny because Neil got here about nine thirty, and I commented on his facial expression, and he said <laughs> it's early, and I thought that's funny because I slept in this morning and I got up at six. Um, <laughs> We have a different sleep schedule. We have very different lives. That is very exactly. Very true. <laughs> uh, so anyway, let's let's get caught up here. So we it hasn't been a full week since we recorded because we're trying to get all these put together yeah, yeah. for our launch on January sixth. But how have the last few days gone? At least, uh, pretty good. Um, let's see, what have I done since the last I last saw you? Uh, so I finally decided kind of what I'm going to do for my next uh, training block. Okay. Right? Um, so I just got done with like a, uh, a strength block kind of re ramped up, you know, got real strong. And then last week was my back down week. And so I was like, okay, so I, like it's January, it's going to be January. Like, do I want to do like a bulk? Do I want to do a cut? Do I want to focus on like, uh, something else? And so I decided, um, that I'm going to do a GPP block, which is like general physical preparedness, and then um, lose a couple pounds as well. So I want to, my, my new goal, and what my new kind of workout regimen looks like is um, focusing on overall uh, general physical preparedness, focus on getting my like VO2 max up and um, working on some weak spots in my training. So there's um, help, you know, build a better base so that the next time I build my next strength block or whatever, like I have a stronger base to then build from for my next time I'd go into a strength block uh, and then cut a few pounds is the goal now for the next block for, um, I haven't decided if it's like six weeks or 12 weeks. That's one thing I haven't decided, but at least for now okay. that's one goal. So, okay. And my programming and my design and all that jazz. So it's good. It's good. So, and it's 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 a very big switch up. So it allows me to um, vary my exercises and not focus as much on just like competition squat, competition bench, mm -hmm. regular deadlift. So I get the to big do, three. Yeah, yeah. I get to do like very like don't get me wrong. Like I'm still going to do squat, bench, and deadlift. It's just going to look a little different in their variations. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to add a little bit more variety um, versus what I just did, which was a lot of like specificity of focusing on squat bench and dead to get really good at squat bench and dead. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Yeah. Very good. How about the prayer life? Uh, I mean, like, okay. The in between Christmas and uh, back to school and new years and stuff like that is like the weirdest time. Yeah, for sure. It is, it, it is the weirdest time. Like, it, like you wake up in the morning and like, I, I'm a teacher, so I don't like, I don't have work necessarily. I have stuff to do, but I don't have to be in my office physically the way my job set up. And so it's just like weird, unstructured time. What am I doing with this? And then I focus. And so, um, 
it feels, and then even when I'm in prayer, what am I doing here? Like, what, it, like, Lord, what am I supposed to be focusing on right now? I want to hear your voice. Like, that's, so I guess, like, my, the aimlessness of the days feels like it's matched in the aimlessness of, um, like, what is it that, what is God speaking to my heart today? Kind of thing. Like, and so it's, uh, it usually, I think, when I, in my prayer life, I think there's, like, themes that come up and uh, things that are placed in my heart that kind of fit in with the mission and the work that I'm doing, but because I'm not pursuing my normal, like, that kind of mission or whatever, it, it, I don't know, it just feels kind of, like, nebulous right now. Because I'm still doing, like, I'm still doing my prayer and stuff like that, but it's not necessarily... Um, it's like, oh, that's cool insight. Like, okay, like, and I'm spending time with God. So um, maybe it's one of those things where um, it's okay to just be. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, uh, I think so much, like, it's funny because we're going to talk about discipline. Um, like, discipline for goals and accomplishments and doing something. But <clears throat> uh, when it's this time, sometimes it's good to just be with God. So mm -hmm. that's maybe what I should be like more focusing on is just allow like, Oh, it's a peaceful time. Just be and spend time like with God, spend time with family. Yeah. Yeah. So instead we're here recording a podcast. Instead of, of course. <laughs> taking my kids out. Yeah. So we, uh, we are recording this on December 31st. Oh, yeah. So tomorrow is January 1st, 2020. Yeah, the beginning of a new time. year and a new decade. Yeah. New year, new you, right? So yes, that's <laughs> that's what everyone's talking about, right? It's oh, this is the time you're making your New Year's resolution and you're you're trying to decide what you're gonna how you're gonna better yourself in the coming year. And a holy day. Holy day of Holy Day of Opportunity. Opportunity. <laughs> Anyways. Neil's over here trying to process that. Anyway, uh, uh, I not to skip mine. So uh, yeah, training um, next week. My my training program ramps up a little bit and adds a little bit more specificity than it has been. It's been working uh, full bodies three days a week, and I'm moving up to four days a week next week. So having to try to adjust, it's going to be interesting because I typically my workout week starts on Monday, and then I go through my workout week and my rest days are the you know, either Sunday or maybe the whole weekend, depending on how it's working out that at that time. And, uh, but because of my early morning workouts that are required with my schedule, uh, and the way Wednesday nights work as a youth leader, I don't usually get home until 1130 midnight on yeah. Wednesday nights. And the way this new workout is scheduled, if I start my workout on Monday, Wednesday's my rest day, but I don't really want Wednesday to be my rest day because Thursday morning at 4 a.m. is not any fun when you're up until midnight the night before. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to try to adjust my workout to start Tuesday, and then that'll make Thursday my mid-workout rest day, and we'll see how that works out. It's going to be kind of weird, okay. um, but that's gonna that's an adjustment I'm trying to going to be trying to make here uh, with the next week and the new year mm -hmm. uh and prayer actually has struggled the last um 
this end of the year, it's I've been struggling. I think one of the greatest friends of discipline is routine. You get into a routine, it's much easier to maintain the discipline to do the stuff that you're trying to do when it's not easy to do. And because I don't have that routine right now, I don't have my regular work hours. Um, and even when I am at work, it's, I don't, you know, I don't go in at the same time. I don't come home at the same time. It, and it just feels kind of like a break right now. There's not a lot of pressure at work. Mm -hmm. to, there's nothing looming over us at work. So it's just harder to get myself up in the morning and actually get those things done. So I'm struggling with that a little bit right now, but Lord willing, we'll be picking that up here again yeah. as things return to normal. Um, also, my wife and I had been had started praying a Divine Mercy Chaplet every night, and we kind of faded on that, and so I'm hoping to reinstigate that. So that's yeah. something I'd like to reinstigate tonight as we go into the new year, pray in the new year mm -hmm. with a Divine Mercy Chaplet and... Um, some other prayer time as well so reminds me two things one january 1st unless your bishop has uh, excused it is a holy day of obligation and you will not be hearing this till january 6th so that reminder will do you no good fine but it serves me <laughs> it serves me today and you know what i'm important too yes uh, neil you need the reminder and it works for you reminder very good Ah, uh, okay no i knew it was and you were like holy day of opportunity and i was like that's why i was like so blank faced because i was like no wait 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 and then i tried to check like check i i wasn't able to find it real quick while you're talking to the, uh um to find like our archdiocese whether they had so it is Oblig so okay why'd you say you sitting here not like you know better but you said the other thing like you know whatever okay so people no so obligation is taken on a negative context in our culture people hear obligation they think this thing i'm forced to do so i someone else i heard taxes talk like, about yeah but <laughs> yeah so someone else had referred to holy days of obligation as a holy day of opportunity because it's a day you get to go to a special mass for that holy day yeah. so I liked that rendition of it better. Okay, sure. Let's put a positive spin on it. But it's like, I'm sorry, children. You need this for your good. Like, my children. Like, okay. Like, sure. My son, who's like 35 pounds or something like that, you know, at four years old, he's kind of like a string being tall, like skinny yeah. kid. Yeah, yeah. And, but like, you know if we bring home the right food, like he could eat like a whole large pizza by himself, like a oh, large yeah. cheese pizza, like by himself, he could demolish. But, but you try ask, to put broccoli and Brussels sprouts in front of him. Yeah. And he's going to just, he's full and doesn't want to eat. Anymore. Exactly. Yeah. And so no, like, no, no, it's like, so no, 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 you can't leave the table till you have your, you know, I think we usually try to do like <clears throat> four broccoli, like big things of broccoli, like because you're four years old. So like uh, that's, I gotcha. that's the thing. So yep. like you're four now, you need four pieces of broccoli to match. And, and you know, it's not little pieces. It's like a big, like floret. And so like, that is the discipline, whether or not my son likes it, that is imposed upon him for his own good, because he needs, you know, some fiber in his diet to pass all that cheese pizza or whatever, <laughs> or other foods actually through his digestive tract. So he doesn't, you know, all wonky. Yeah, so From he's that. got the proper nutrition for so actually, a growing boy. Yeah, and, and like it's true. 
so uh, fiber is like it's not one of the big three of the nutrients or whatever but like it was extremely important it's very important especially to children mm-hmm. especially children they're gis anyways the other thing i want to talk about helps with exor- you poop the other thing I, uh, yes um uh, <laughs> talk about with exercise is i'm real excited so um my wife is uh she was uh captain of a tennis team and like was really that but then um kind of got away from exercise uh because kids right <laughs> like she was busy like why would that pull you away from like, exercise? I don't know, like giving birth to three of my children. That right? should like, just create more exercise because now you're chasing kids. Well, so like, yeah, yeah, there's, <laughs> don't get me wrong, like, and she's tried to use that excuse or whatever, but like you and I both know the um, muscular change and the effectiveness of actual training versus just general life living. And I'm, so I'm been like, you know, I, I preach the gospel the good news of strength training to my wife often, right? Because I test all my ideas for, like, the podcast and for other stuff that I'm going to do, like, on her. She's my, like, top <clears throat> guinea pig. And plus, like, sharing my life, my heart with her and all that stuff. Um, we got to work out. Uh, and we're, we've been trying slowly. I, I try to – it's very, like, minimal workouts, small workouts, and getting her down on the gym and lifting. Um, and I just – she's probably going to listen to this, so I just wanted to compliment her because uh, she was able to uh, hit a new PR – Hey, way awesome. to go, Emily! I know. So we we finally worked her up to the to the bar, like to the just so that, don't get me wrong. Like, well, okay, so no, it's it, that's a thing. That is a thing for that's some a people. thing. Like forty five pounds for some people, and especially especially people of a smaller frame. And if you haven't been lifting or working out or doing any of that stuff, mm-hmm. yeah, it's that's not. You know, we we think of the bar as being oh, it's just the bar or whatever. Yeah. But for someone who hasn't been doing this, yeah. And for someone who's not large, mm-hmm. yeah, the bar is some weight. Yeah, and, and I mean, her none of her kids weigh as much as that bar does. <laughs> Jim almost does so. now. <laughs> Wait, she weighs more than she weighs more than my my little daughter's a tank. Yikes! So I know she's a tank, but still, I didn't realize she was. Yeah, I know. We just weighed her the other day. She's forty pounds, and so wow, uh, yeah, she better Emily better get on that lifting thing. So like, no, yeah, she. Uh, she, like okay, so like my wife's family, uh, it, like tall and skinny, kind of is what they have, and then for my family, um, we're kind of built like refrigerators. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like even my, no, so even my like my cousin, uh, I have a female cousin who's um like who's extremely athletic, is uh, a coach for basketball and badminton and stuff like that, like and she just. Like big, right? Box mm-hmm. of shoulders and, and, and just bigger and stuff like yeah. that. And um I think that Gemma has like a little bit of that a little bit of those genes. A little bit of the there. thick the thickness. Yeah. Uh from the Maxwell side. And um but don't get me wrong, it's not like unhealthy or wrong or like she's not, you know, like not the way she ought be at three. But uh she's kind of a little like like powerhouse or whatever like she's my like she's the one constantly doing like box jumps basically like accidental box jumps so she's the one who will like stand on the top step um and we'll like do a long jump down to the like bottom of my patio Mm. and stuff and we'll get on top of the couch and then like superhero land like on the floor constantly she's the so like like the, the athlete you know kind of thing uh so that's that's cool but no so uh so we got uh, we were working on that, and part of the 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 
thing with getting her to to bench that way was focusing on stability and getting her confident um, in building a strong base, a foundation from which to be stable in the movement. Because it's like bench is such an awkward thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like it, like there is no other living life circumstance where your back is pressed against a surface and you need to push something off of yourself. Like maybe if a your tree falls on you, tree falls on you or whatever. Like sure, but no. I made to think of a scene from Batman Begins. <laughs> When Alfred says, what's the point of all those bloody push-ups if you can't even lift a log? <laughs> yep. Yeah, okay, so, like, that was the one time he could have used, like, the bench. So, anyways, uh, but it's a fantastic for building muscle, building strength, power, all this. It's a great exercise, uh, but it's just a technical one and a lot more technical than people think. And so, for someone who's never trained before, she was extremely, like, very unsafe <clears throat> on the bench. And so, we had to kind of slowly build her up and get it. Uh, work on technique um, she got a couple cues down uh, that just like the weight flew up and so we even got uh, uh, put five more pounds on so she's like 50 pounds or whatever so she was able to bench uh, 50 pounds for a few reps and so she got a new PR so it was really cool I'm really proud way to go Emily yeah yeah so Kudos. we're gonna keep keep working on that and because uh, my goal uh, my, my goal for her is I want to um, pull up be able to pull mm. up, bench half of her body weight, um, so fifty pounds, right? So yeah, she's already there. She's already there. there. <laughs> um, and uh, she could maybe add a few more pounds and if maybe, you want maybe, to make yeah. it half. So like yeah. to, to get above that, um, the uh, and to squat body weight or deadlift, squat and deadlift body weight. That's kind of my goal for my my initials for to to for like general physical preparedness to build that. Well, the strength stability but anyway so we're just that was exciting that was fun um it, it's a lot of like being having worked out as long as i have my increases and changes are minimal or incremental or like small percentile of changes versus like what my current strength is so it's and you're just there you're stuck in it so it's it's hard to get like excited over five pounds mm-hmm. right like so like oh five pound pr on my bench or whatever it took me six months to do it like it's like like and that's the thing once you get to a certain training age a certain body weight and life circumstances like you plateau and like your gains aren't going to be as quick if you're maintaining a certain body weight so to actually get stronger at a certain body weight like maybe you know in a site in a strength cycle and a couple cycles like you might add like 10 15 pounds in a year you know, and depending on if you're elite, five pounds is is the thing if you're staying at the same body weight. Um, so, f- like, the change is hard to see in me, but to see her progress and see that and invest in her, it's, it's just real exciting to see yeah. her uh, get all those newbie gains in. Um, yeah. Speaking of training. Yeah. Let's transition into our training time for our podcast. Yeah. Uh, today we are going to be talking about... Well, basically, living intentionally. What does that mean? Because we, we need to live a disciplined life in order to do that. And yeah. uh, we're going to start not necessarily talking about discipline, but talking about freedom. And freedom is something that we enjoy very, very much here in our, our home nation. America. The, the good old U.S. of A. Yep. Uh, but it was back in 1979 when... Uh, Pope John Paul II, go figure, I'm going back to him now again. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> surprise, surprise. Pope John Paul II came to make the first papal visit to the United States in 1979, and he uh, was greeted by then-President Ronald Reagan. Hmm. For the record, neither Neil or I were born yet in 1979, so we are not that old. Yeah. yeah. Not a whole lot younger than that, but we're not that old. <laughs> um, he was greeted by then-President Ron- Ronald Reagan, who welcomed him to the land of the free. <laughs> and uh, John Paul II's reply was, yes, but free for what? Okay, he really said that? That's that's my understanding, yes. He said, free for what? Yeah, okay. That's, ooh. I really wonder what happened. Like, what, what stirred in Reagan's heart? <laughs> President Reagan's heart, like when he heard that that question from like this, this this man. Ah. So for those who don't know, if you don't know, Pope John Paul II was an avid advocate of freedom. Sure, he was one of the key players in bringing down the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. He lived through both a Nazi and a communist uh, regime in Poland. Yeah. Or occupation of Poland. That's the word I was looking for. Occupation yeah, yeah. of Poland. Uh, both the Nazis, and then when they got rid of the Nazis, the communists rolled in. Um, he then became Pope and was just fighting to rid the world of these oppressive powers. Yeah. Um, and so he was very much an advocate of freedom. So he wasn't saying you don't want freedom. He wasn't saying freedom is bad, but he was saying, what are we doing with our freedom? Yeah. yeah. Now, he didn't just leave us sitting without an understanding of what we should be doing with our freedom. This was not at the same instance, but uh, also a quote from John Paul II is, freedom consists not in doing what we want, but in having the right to do what we ought. Yeah. So when he says free for what, mm-hmm. he's asking us, how are you utilizing this freedom? Are you doing the right thing with mm-hmm. your freedom? Mm-hmm. And freedom is something that, like most things, it is a great strength, it is a great uh, benefit, but it can also be a great detriment. Sure. Um, your greatest... Uh, your greatest strength can also be your your greatest failure, type of a thing. Well, yeah, I think most people de- define greatest like, weakness. I think most people define like freedom in America um, as license, which is like the permission to do anything right. or whatever, but not necessarily um, what I've heard like often articulated as a freedom for excellence, mm-hmm. which you know you like you're free to go pursue any endeavor that you want to do in our country and it's a good thing um because then you can be moved by the holy spirit to pursue whatever god wants you to do and that's that's awesome but you're not like free to be a concert uh pianist right not at the beginning first you got to sit down and like practice your scales right get good and then you're actually free. Mm-hmm. So the more that you protect and hone your craft, whatever that thing is, is then you're actually free to play 
the amazing, like, you know, amazing music and other things of excellence. And the same thing with, like, you know, you can get really strong. You can, you know, like, you could, you could get really strong, but until you actually do it, you're not. Yeah. You know, it was, you know, like, no one's going to stop you, but it's not just going to be handed to you either. Yeah. This thing's like, you know, Eddie Hall set the goal to, uh, um, uh, retired uh, world's strongest man uh, now retired from that deadlifted you know 500 kilos right so 1100 pounds he's the world record still uh, for that like he, <clears throat> he had to do like anything and everything to actually get there mm-hmm. it wasn't just going to be handed to him given to him and so I think that like plays well into like the, this idea that of what we want to talk about now Right. Yeah, so we're discipline. gonna we're gonna roll into discipline, and that is the um, the the utilization of our freedom in a proper way. Yeah. And so you know, while freedom affords us the ability to do kind of what we want, yeah. if you will, because as though John Paul II said, the opposite of that is not what we want. It does a, our freedom does afford us the opportunity to do what we want. Yeah, yeah. But that's not the appropriate use of our freedom necessarily. If what we want is not in line with what God has called us. Yeah, to. that's a question. Like, what is the telos of freedom? Right. What is the end of it? And it's what is the know, purpose? It should be the good. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the pers- It is free to pursue good. Right. And and as our culture is drawn further and further away from an actual understanding of the good yeah, and what is truly good. It becomes harder and harder for us to live that out without discipline. Like discipline is necessary no matter what, but if everyone around you is doing the good, yeah. the true good, it's much easier to just fall in and do the true good. Yeah. Uh, which is why I argue that it's actually the reason you have so many religious that end up being canonized saints is because it's actually easier to live a saintly life if that is what everyone around you is attempting to do yeah if you're living in a community of people who are attempting to serve god to the best of their ability and pursuing the good Mm -hmm. it's going to be easier for you to do that absolutely where if you're out in the world surrounded by people who are not it's going to be much more difficult to do that i think it's why you know the small group movement you know, mm-hmm. kind of revamped up. It was it was trying to recap capture something that um, the early church like kind of lived out accidentally. You know, intent some degree intentionally, some degree like world forces pressing upon it. Right. That you know, being an underground church or whatever, you are close knit community, mm-hmm. right? And that close knit community, you know, strengthens one another, encourages one another, allows people to succeed, and then you share a common goal that you all help each other achieve so like Mm -hmm. one of the things i I do with like especially young people in middle school and high school is create when like you know we're both youth ministries we try to create programming and other things that focus on um group norming yep and we want the group norming to be centered on christ and the other norms surrounded those so that like even if for some of the young people, it has not been properly internalized as to who they are fundamentally as a person. 
that at least the culture that they are living in in our parishes and our communities is one that is positive centered values, which would then inculcate and ingratiate these things, these these positive values focused on having Christ centered relationship, focused on all of these other things like that. And so, right, um, yeah, I mean that's the role, like that's absolutely like a role of community that that dis- disciplines that. And so like now that society is kind of more like I mean we've never really been the world like it's always been like you know do not be for the world or do not be of be for the world not of it mm-hmm. kind of thing. i mean that's always been a thing where the church has had to live separate from the world yeah i think there there was a time where the church was the norm and even though you weren't necessarily living it out as effectively as you could yeah like everyone you knew went to church on sunday Sure. At the very least, like Christendom, right? This whole, like the whole concept of Christendom, Which and like, is, is a good thing in as much as like is lived authentically, right? Unfortunately, because it became so normative, yeah, it kind of lost the authenticity of it, yeah. And going to church was just, and there's still people that going to church is just the thing you do, yeah. Uh, so in order to get past that, in order to not just be the Sunday churchgoer or the high holiday churchgoer uh, and to live this out and to be um, a God follower in everything, you need to be disciplined. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a pretty, I think it's pretty wide, widespread now. uh, This uh, quote from Jocko Willick, if you don't know who he is, he's a former Navy SEAL. Um, He does a lot of uh, motivational talks and he does leadership training and he's got his own podcast as well. Uh, so yeah, he's pretty big. Um, if you haven't heard of him, he's got a lot of good stuff, but he, he is the one who take the line discipline equals freedom. And so I want to break that down a little bit as to what does it and why I guess. Um, so discipline is what allows us to use our freedom in the way that we are intended to use it. And in order to understand how that works, we need to understand what discipline is. So Neil, how would you define discipline? A lot of ways. Um, I think ordinarily, maybe just like common understanding of discipline is um, the ability to maintain certain habits or force yourself to do like certain things that are maybe uncomfortable, but good for you in the pursuit of excellence or the good or whatever that is. Um, so that, that would be like a common definition, but if you want to actually like, let's t- step back in time and look at the etymology of it in Latin, it comes from uh, discipulus, um, uh, disciplina, uh, instruction or knowledge. And then we eventually get the word like discipline or also like comes from the similar word disciple. Um, uh, discipulus, uh, my learned from my professor, uh, he, he talked about it as a um, a uh, in a tutor, it's a, not not a tutor per se, but uh, like a servant, an instructor who ensured a student did the work that they ought have done. So they weren't the one that actually directly like taught them, but the one that ensured compliance with the educational goals, um, and so. A 
discipline uh, um, a DC Blues would then in, like you know make sure they went to class make sure they did their homeworks did their studies did their like repetitions and stuff like that like mm-hmm. whatever it is the teacher wanted them to do uh, and kind of report back to parents to be like yeah they did it they, they did and they were like they're actually you know going to class instead of skipping class and all that jazz and if we think about it like our self-discipline is yeah is forcing ourselves to do the thing or being forced if someone else is disciplining us mm-hmm. to do the thing that we actually want so it's um you know shaping us it's molding us in into whatever that thing uh, whatever the goal actually is and so we think about like um you know when jesus talks about like become my disciple you know put on my yoke for my burden is light and easy and you know you put on a yoke and you know that's a burden right it's it's difficult um, and it forces you to remain focused or the animal, whoever, who is yoked to stay focused on the task at hand to pursue the ultimate good and not be distracted to the left or the right about whatever other, you know, things an animal may be distracted by, mm-hmm. but to actually accomplish the goal that's intended. And so, um, like, that's what Jesus calls us to be disciples, to become his students, to, to learn from him and learn of him so that we can actually, um, focus on, so we can actually focus on what is right um and good sorry the lights just like flickered in here so like it's just like weird thing that happened i think you gotta reset your breaker yeah the i think the space heater tripped the breaker space heater tripped the breaker anyways um hopefully that doesn't affect a recording or anything else like no that. we're still rolling so okay uh so i mean yeah so you're actually so discipline is the thing that mortifies you in a way to pursue the good so that it then you don't necessarily need that mortification in order to do it later so there may be it like the difficulty of learning something new you know you practice you know your your jump shot or something like that like you practice your jump shot so eventually you're free to then make a jump shot in the game Right, because you can fundamentally sound, um, and so you practice and you practice and you practice for, until you get the motion, the mechanic down, that it's second nature. So mm-hmm. you don't actually need to think about like tucking your elbow and keeping your arm up and then flicking your wrist and all the other things that actually go into making a good jump shot. You just do it, right? And so that's why discipline, equal, like when we talk about discipline bringing freedom, is, is when you shaped your body in such a way that it can actually do the thing without necessarily needing to be queued up or there's not an intellectual forcing burden to like get your head in that space it's just like muscle memory Mm -hmm. you know that's i think that's where the discipline equals freedom comes from yeah i think that's definitely a part of it um there's there is a freedom in getting to a point that yeah you don't have to think about it anymore it's just kind of your response and your nate your second nature to to do it that way uh, I think another area that discipline equals freedom uh, is in that discipline affords us some level of control. Okay. And that we all, I mean, that that's what everyone is always wanting in life, right? That's, we want control. Yeah. We want to be able to control our own situation. And there's going to be aspects of life, no matter what you do, that are very much outside of your control. Uh, there are things that happen that you just have no ability to do anything about it. However, 
there are certain things you can control and that discipline gives you the ability to control those things. Mm-hmm. Um, how do I want, you know, who do I want to be? How do I want to live? Um, what are the things that are important to me that I want to pursue? Discipline allows you to then make these priorities, put them into place, and then be able to live in such a way that you can pursue them. So for fitness sake, let's say I want to be, I want to set a new um, deadlift record. Sure. Discipline is going to be necessary for me to pull that off. And it's going to give me that control to be able to do it. If I'm not using discipline to control myself, control my own urges, control uh, my time and how I utilize it, I'm never going to reach that goal. Yeah. Um, to be clear, I am not going for that goal as an example. <laughs> you, don't want to, you don't want to hit the 500 um, kilos? Not, not going to try. No, not going to go. Um, the next guy. Not going to be the next guy. But then also, you know, in our prayer life, the same is true. If... You want to spend an extra, or if you want to be spending X amount of time in prayer every day, because you know that's what you need to do to grow, yeah. um, then you need to be able to set that side, that time aside, and it's going to take discipline to stick to that every day, no matter what. Whether it's getting up earlier so that you have that time in the morning, whether it's taking something else out of your day, yeah. and today in today's world we have so many distractions that are right at our fingertips. I mean, even before we got started here, we were, you know, we were looking, trying to look something up and there was a distraction because we tried to look something up on Facebook and got sidetracked on Facebook before we started recording. It's so easy to do. Yeah, we're not perfect. There's so much, there's so many social media outlets and Netflix and Disney Plus and Hulu and Prime Video and all these other things you can do or just... Amazon Prime Shopping. I mean, that's a distraction in of itself for many people. Um, I've never lost time searching stuff on Amazon Prime. <laughs> um, so it's... Your new ruler, Jeff Bezos, uh, appreciates you. <laughs> that's why we canceled our Prime. Anyway, um, so yeah, there's so many opportunities to get distracted, and you need discipline to be able to get help you stay away from the distractions that pull you from the things that you're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. Uh, even this morning I was sitting, waiting for an oil change on our car and had some stuff to get done, sat down to do it and got distracted. It, but I had to pull myself back and say, Nope, this is not what is necessary to get done right now. I don't need to be on Facebook. I need to be getting this writing done and had to switch back over. Um, it's just so quick and easy to get, get distracted by those things. So you need the discipline, whether it's getting up in the morning, whether it's staying away from things you shouldn't be doing during the set aside time for something else, whether it's prayer or lifting or work, uh, and then, or even at night being able to, uh, I find that actually the hardest time for me is at night because at night I just want to wind down and go to bed. Yeah. I don't want to be thinking about stuff. But that's the time that we need to do our examination for the day and get some prayer in for the evening before you go to bed. And so that's the that's the time I personally find it hardest. And I know it varies from person to person. Sure. Uh, But it's discipline that we need in order to be able to do those things. Um, And it gives us some level of control 
and in that control there is a a level a, a, at least the idea of freedom yeah that we have we have the freedom to control our own even in some ways our own destiny if you will um you know we, we work hard we put in the effort and we can get somewhere yeah we can achieve a goal so would you define would would you define discipline as a virtue and if so what would you relate it to uh discipline in and of itself is not a virtue at least not the way that i've come to understand virtue but it is definitely uh intertwined with virtue yeah um and the, i think today we will probably discuss a little bit the virtue of fortitude yeah which is one of the four cardinal virtues and i i really want to do another podcast where we break down the four cardinal virtues um, sure. we'll more but today we'll just kind of focus a little bit on fortitude sure can i read something and how that relates to discipline yeah go for yeah. it so uh virtue in general is a according to the catechism a habitual, a, a habitual and firm disposition to do the good it allows a person not only to perform good acts but to give the best of himself the virtuous person tends towards the good or herself Please, please do not, sir, 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 and or madam, don't interrupt me. The virtuous person tends towards the good with all of his sensory and spiritual powers. He pursues the good and chooses it in concrete actions. The goal of a virtuous life is to become like God. Oh, is that the goal of a virtuous life? Yeah, it is. So from by that definition, then, I think it depends on, I guess, how you're looking at virtue. Like you have these virtues that are set out um, by philosophy and by the church as key virtues in different areas. But there are, I think, other things that could be considered virtues. So I, what I would say is that when you'll get just quickest, quickest. Or virtuous, maybe. The quickest overview of the virtues, so like the four human virtues, you know, uh, prudence, temperance, uh, justice, and fortitude, the four human virtues, whatever, that exist naturally in the human person. Then you have the theological virtues of faith, hope, and love, and these human virtues exist in nature and then take up, are uh, made excellent and purified and holy in the spiritual life, and the theological virtues are gifts from God. And then when we look at all these things, all other virtues, then you can like subcategorize right. under these particular things. So I would, so why we talk about fortitude and then bring it up in the first place, because I would subcategorize discipline as fortitude. And the idea is, okay, so fortitude, the firm and like the firm and habitual dis, uh, disposition to pursue the good in, in consistency and difficulty mm -hmm. is, 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 you know, you talk about, fortitude and it is um if you talk about it in the Thomistic thought um the virtue is a power of the soul like it's an intellectual spiritual power that is manifested through your body we talk about you know body soul composite back to that whole thing or whatever so it's something mm -hmm. that it's exists in the power of the spirit that is works in concordance with the flesh and what it does is it ensures using reason consistency in the pursuit of 
a good over a different good because all human acts are directed towards some good they're like per some perceived good like they're just lesser and more immediate and maybe easier to do so it's you know you're it's harder to in the way like society and the world is structured where it's like eat a healthy diet but it's more rewarding like it is right. a greater good than you know the joy of you know something off the dollar menu right at your fast whatever your fast or food place free pizza or free pizza especially if you're in youth ministry where it's pizza all the time all day every day yeah raining candy pizza candy pizza cookies Pop. pretty uh, much anything that's not healthy for you is readily available you know, i've tried to talk about this i've tried to actually make this a thing and like people get mad at me like when i talk to like hey parents we're gonna like do a potluck and we're gonna get the food together and we're gonna serve the kids for this particular thing and it's like well why don't you just order pizza and i i basically okay is this what you would serve when grandma comes over Right? Is this what you're gonna serve when you have a guest in your home? And it is how are you showing your love to the people and hospitality that come into your home through your cooking? So usually, like if you have a special guest coming or whatever, like you're gonna make like that thing that you're good at. That's like your your go to good good meal mm -hmm. that you you know that you can like hit it out the park and it's your thing and it's gonna be delicious and tasty and like homemade, nutritious, all that other jazz. Like a chef with a critic coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so, like, what does that communicate to young people when all we feed them is trash? Right. And so, <clears throat> one, we don't care about their health and well-being. One, we're not – that we don't care about them enough to do something more – that takes more effort. So I always like to do with some of my, like, retreats and things like that is parents come in and cook the meals, mm -hmm. you know, wherever we're at, um, if the facility allows to – ensure that it's a home-cooked meal granted it's one you have to be able to make for a lot of people but if we're doing say spaghetti right you can make some you can make some spaghetti um and have a salad there mm -hmm. and have um so they actually are getting some nutrients have fruit and veggies veggie tray and other things so that they actually have these things available to them if they want to pursue and have like five bowls of spaghetti blah, spaghetti <laughs> spaghetti <laughs> I have small children. This is the thing. Like, they can, but there's also the option that if they, like, the freedom to choose something healthy rather than just, like, boxing them in. Right. And I, I, just, I, I just, I have to tell the story. I have to tell the story. So let's, I, let's, let's not get too far on. off on the, on the, the rabbit trail here. Back to fortitude. Um, yeah. So, oh uh, John P uh, Peeper, Piper, I'm not sure how to pronounce Joseph his last name. Joseph Peeper. Joseph Peeper. Uh, in his book, uh, The Four Cardinal Virtues, he defines fortitude essentially as uh, – or he, he describes fortitude and says that it presupposes vulnerability, that without vulnerability, there is no possibility of fortitude. So how does that work with discipline, okay. vulnerability? Well, I think it has to – like the, the thing about fortitude is it has to encounter the person. So – like your weakness of flesh so um like i think it, in uh on one writing on fortitude saint thomas talks about um in the secunda secunde uh one of the objections it seems that fortitude is not a virtue for the apostle in says in second corinthians twelve nineteen, virtue is perfected in infirmity but fortitude is contrary to infirmity therefore fortitude's not a virtue and his reply to that objection 
is the virtue of the soul is perfected not in the infirmity of the soul, but in the infirmity of the body of which the apostle is speaking. Now it belongs to fortitude of the mind to bear brave, bravely with infirmities of the flesh, and that belongs to the virtue of patience or fortitude, as also to acknowledge one's own infirmity, this being to the perfection of what is called humility. So when you're when you are disciplining yourself like you have to encounter your own weaknesses mm -hmm. and you have to work through them and the the fact is like someone who has been an addict all their life to x thing mm -hmm. like say they're been eating junk food all their life like sugar addict who wrestles with their flesh and is able to use right reason and to resist sugar like I think is doing a much more difficult act, a more of like fortitudinous act, mm -hmm. than someone who has never had that problem and doesn't eat sugar, right? Like and so like that per the perfection of the virtue is made in your ability to overcome like difficulty. Now, granted, the eventual the mortification of the flesh, and you see like you you see like someone who's already been down the path as having great fortitude who's gone through the difficult times in order to be truly free and have their flesh has been rightly ordered again mm -hmm. to the to the resistance of those created goods and to where it becomes like a part of yourself to like properly integrated um we see them as the most disciplined the most free and to a certain degree yes because they put the work in but at the same time like someone who does that little thing which is like you know we want to motivate the faithful and if you're not like if you're listening to this and like you're just beginning your journey like know when you choose to exercise uh when you're tired when it's been a busy day mm -hmm. you just put down you know three to five of your kids or how many of the kids that you had or whatever you worked all day whatever this is and then you still choose to get down there and get some work done or do it early in the in the morning or whenever it is that you do it stuff like that like that is showing like heroic virtue in a way um, to actually pursue that in in those difficulties it's easy when like the stars align and you have the day off and like mm -hmm. the kids you know are off at school or or are at a friend's house and all everything lines up perfectly and you feel good you had just enough coffee and water and hydration then you go get your workout done and like it feels great and you feel awesome like isn't that just so nice but discipline and fortitude is no it's getting the work in when you don't feel like it mm -hmm. when it hurts you know your body you know you slept wrong the last night or whatever you didn't right drink enough water all that stuff like that but you know it's good for you so you do it i think well we we had posted a, a meme on our facebook page uh, a while back memes uh that said motivation will get you started yeah discipline will get you there yeah and I think that's you know like you said it's when it's it's not when you hit when you're motivated when you have this desire to do something it's very easy to do it yeah that's why people start off the new year with their resolution they they hit january they get their gym membership and they they start hitting it yeah. hard we hope all of you and if then, you're one of those people is like good for yeah, you yeah go for it uh but that you know you're you're motivated when you start sure you and as you start seeing a little bit of change no. That motivation will build. As you start to see some pounds go, 
Well, that's six as you start to right, right, right. But but you have newbie gains and you have newbie losses as well. I mean, sure. you can lose, you can easily lose five pounds in your first week if you do a, you know, if you're eating eating sure. healthy and Depending working on out hard. All the factors and um, circumstances, yeah. It's it's kind of that first that first drop off. Now, whether or not that's all weight you wanted to lose or not, how much of it's water weight? How much have. of it's water? How much of it maybe even be muscle, depending on what you're doing. Yeah, but you get on that scale and you realize after week one, I dropped five pounds. Yeah. That's motivating. The next week you're going to get out there. You're like, I'm going to do it again. And, and you hit it. And then it's only two pounds or three pounds, or maybe one. a pound, or, or maybe you sit stagnant for a week. I then mean, that motivation like, starts to kind of drop a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And the longer you're doing it, that motivation kind of drops a little bit. And then it gets harder and harder to get up, to get at it. To yeah. do what is necessary to to eat the right food, something stressful comes in, and now you suddenly want to stress eat, and you want to binge on whatever your your comfort food of choice is. That's when the discipline kicks in. That's when you need to have the ability to make the decision not to do what you're naturally inclined to do. Yeah if you will. And, and also to set yourself up for success, because I think we talk about like discipline equals freedom. If we're talking just like the worldly perspective, if you're, if you're prepping your food ahead of time, whatever mm -hmm. that means to you, you're less likely to then binge junk. Mm -hmm. If you don't have junk in your house, you're less likely to, to, to go after it. So you don't keep popping the house. You're not going to oh, yeah. have any. Oh, so, there's definitely times where I've wanted to, eat something or drink something that wasn't good for me and i the only reason i didn't is because it wasn't here yeah so i mean like for me i couldn't go get it for me my like my struggle time like the part i struggle is usually um late at night calories are the ones that because i'm a night owl right mm -hmm. and i work out at night and so i need to plan my nutrition around that but it's really easy after you you know finish like a big squat workout you know to want to go you're eat, hungry to go eat big yeah and what you know that's the benefit that's why you have to have a plan and so for like me that's why i have protein shakes because like it's quick it's easy it uh gets me the protein necessary to then do the rebuild and everything else like that and then i try to integrate uh something fibrous uh something fibrous some vegetable um even sometimes like metamucil or whatever uh to help fill you know, keep me feeling full and pushing through things through my system or whatever. Um, so that like as I sleep and do the repair process or whatever, like there's some, you know, there's, there's at least something to in there, um, during the recovery process of sleep. But, you know, you could easily just as much, you know, have a cup of cookies, you know, have that leftover, you know, pizza or whatever junk, you know that or hot dogs that you're feeding the kids the kids didn't eat or whatever and eat the rest of the hot dogs and mac and cheese or something like yeah that was you know left over from the kids dinner uh, but if you have a plan ahead of time you'll be all right like you'll be all right and if you take care of the little things the big things will take care of themselves so if you take care of the little things ahead of time of having the having a plan when motivation fails you rest on the plan and i think the right. spiritual life that's that's the thing is like you we talk about like consolation desolation mm -hmm. so you experience you know spiritual consolation in your prayer life so the good fuzzy feelings from prayer 
but the discipline of a plan of action of what you're actually going to do with your regular habitual prayer life is going to keep you pursuing that relationship with God even when you don't feel it. Yep. Even when you're in a moment of desolation, in between the valleys of desolation. And because I mean that that is why they're there. God removes the consolate God removes the consolation to test you. Right. Allow you know to to like to see how strong are you actually or do mm-hmm. you only love God for the warm fuzzies. Right. Kind of Will you stand by him even when those warm fuzzies aren't present? Yeah. I think uh, it's probably talked about a lot now, but I, I forget how long it was. But Mother Teresa, it was discovered after she passed and they were doing the process of her um, beatification that uh, she had gone, it was like 30 years yeah. in a state of desolation. Which, I mean, actually, if you, there, there's a fantastic other podcast that I'd recommend checking out on that uh, from Clerical Pod. Okay. Uh, they do a great one where they actually, because I don't want to, like, steal without taking, like, without giving credit to it. He basically talks about, um, it wasn't, like, she was already beyond Dark Knight of the Soul. So, like, mm-hmm. they usually people associate that, that long period of uh time of desolation as the dark night of the soul yeah. but she had already gone through that and that doesn't in in the spiritual life in her spiritual director like she had already reached kind of the what is the final stages of of contemplative li- the contemplative life before this experience of desolation and so what they are some spiritual directors and people are talking about it is it's not the dark night of the soul that she experienced, she was unified to the sufferings of Christ in a very unique mm. way. And so what she was experiencing was um, the way God experiences the hurt of mankind through his love of mankind. So like when you have that true reciprocity and true empathy for someone that you love, mm-hmm. that her heart was so unified to God that she felt that pain of the suffering of the poor as God would. Hmm. And so that was what she experienced for four years. But then to still to have the devotion and the discipline to yeah. stick through that. Yeah. Because, I mean, reading her diary, it was very difficult. Yeah. Um, it was. It's not like she was getting the warm fuzzies from God every day. And that's why she was able to continue doing what she was doing. Yeah. She struggled immensely through this time. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the, just the point being that it discipline is necessary when it's not easy. And yeah. are, are we going to stand by, when it, when it comes to our faith life, are we going to stand by our plan to remain close to God and to grow closer to God, yeah. even when we're not getting those warm fuzzies? Um, or we we just maybe even more than just not getting warm fuzzies. We feel like he's just not there. I mean, that's why we do this podcast in the first place, so you and I can have these conversations about like, how are you doing in your prayer mm-hmm. life? Because you're talking about the messiness. Like I'm talking about the messiness, and confusion in my prayer life. You're talking about kind of like you know, I'm not sure if you are would articulate it as desolation or whatever, but you know, or um, that you were saying at the beginning. But the fact that we share, like, and are accountable to one another in mm-hmm. that, like, ensures our firmness in 
and consistency in prayer life and the same thing with exercise and so like if we tra transition pivot back to like wh what does what what carries you or what, what 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 do we have that carries us through after motivation runs out like this vague idea of discipline what does that look like what does that actually look like so what how can we help people listening uh stick with their new year's resolutions well ultimately you know as you said already it, it does come down to a plan you have to have a plan you have to stick to that plan as i said again the you know the ally of discipline is uh routine yeah um it's so much easier to be disciplined when you have a routine and you go through your routine which is why i personally i i have my my system set up so that i get up and i have 20 30 minutes of prayer and then i hit the gym for an hour little over an hour and then i'm showered and i'm out the door to mass and then i'm going to work yeah and that's my morning and for me it's so much easier to stick to it when that is that is my routine yeah uh which is why during this last week or week and a half two weeks uh with with christmas and new years and not having my routine it's been much more difficult to maintain yeah. and stick to that um but everything that you had done previously is what's actually hearing like carrying you through this like strange you know break in half right. time so that's why you're still able to get it in and get it done to a certain degree because you did it for so long under normal circumstances well it's why you're able to bounce back to it under normal circumstances as well yeah so as we get back into the normal routine yeah um i'm gonna flow right back in and i'm not gonna be oh but i enjoyed sleeping in so much i'm not no it's it's gonna be this is it's a work day this is what I'm doing. Yeah. This is what time I have to get up. So the night before, I'm going to have myself in bed. Yeah. Um, but then that also says that uh, you need to have a routine the night before. Yeah. So that you have everything prepped for the next morning. Yeah. Uh, because you need to have... When you're leaving the house and the whole family's supposed to be sleeping, you can't really be rummaging around looking for stuff. you got to know where things are and be able to grab yeah. what you need and get out. Um. And also, you just don't have time. I mean, honestly, I would rather spend my time prepping a lunch the night before and making sure that's in the fridge and making yeah. sure that I've got clothes and everything else ready for the day yeah. than trying to sort it out in the morning because that just eats up precious time in the morning. And having a routine and having so, a plan takes away your decision fatigue. Right. So you talk about, you know, you read about, you know, why do multi-billionaires and CEOs and companies wear the same outfit constantly because mm -hmm. they don't have to worry about choosing clothes. Right. So it's a one less decision that they have to make in a day so that they can use their mental energy and focus on more difficult decisions and challenges. So if you Another have... reason it's easier to live a holy life if you're religious. Yeah. No, I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because all those things are taken out. You, you wear the same thing every day, right? Sure. So. Which which yeah, so the, there has to be like a, a degree of applying that to the married life as well. Because I'm imagining like ninety nine percent of the people listening are you know, living in that state or yeah. pursue, want to pursue. Lay, lay people at the very least. Lay people. Like, um, so that actually has to be applied to how you're structuring your life today to set yourself up for success. The other thought that just kind of crossed my mind is um, having the right plan. It's not just having a plan. True. Having a right plan. I think there's a prudential thing in setting yourself up for success. So especially, I guess, like just trying to like, get to a, a takeaway 
mm-hmm. kind of for people is like it's new year and they're like i want to lose 20 pounds or whatever and it's like no 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 no. you need to focus on five. being healthy five or, or just being healthy being healthy well okay because if you're being if you're living a healthy lifestyle if you're living healthy if and that's the, that's the other thing is like we we do these ideas where well i'm gonna lose weight and i'm gonna go on a diet but the problem is is when even let's say you succeed in your goal and your goal was to lose 20 pounds and you lose 20 pounds. Yeah. What happens after you lose 20 pounds? Well, you had in your head that this goal is 20 pounds and that's why I'm living the way that I'm living. So once you get there, you no longer have that reason to live this, this lifestyle where you've been eating healthier, meal prepping, doing your exercise, whatever. And so all of a sudden you, you fall off that, that wagon you go back to living the same way you had been before, and that twenty pounds comes right back. Well, that, yeah, that's what happens with most people who lose weight. That's I, the norm. But the, the difference is, I guess, the difference is you gotta like. Okay, so I think that your proximal goal needs to be specific. the The most immediate goal that you need needs to be specific and attainable, like smart goals. If mm-hmm. you can go look that up. Um, if you're vague and just say healthier, that can mean a thousand different things and it doesn't look like an actual actionable item. And so like ultimately our goal of like virtues to become like God, but how we pursue holiness, we need to be doing like godly things. Mm -hmm. What would God do and focus on those in an actual concrete plan? We need to say whether we're going to do morning prayer, night prayer, where we're going to do a rosary of diamonds and chaplain, Mm -hmm. like what we're going to do in uh, 10 minutes of scripture reading, what it is that we're going to do that's a, a, a part of our prayer life and actually have some purposeful, intentional, actionable item that's a part of that. If you want your long-term goal to be like health and thriving and stuff like that, like, yes, that, that, that needs to be the thing. So when you drop those 20 pounds, you're saying, I am doing, I am dropping this 20 pounds because I know that it is going to be better for my body's health, wellness, and functioning so that I am free to pursue the other good things in, in my life to be around a little bit longer. So I can see my grandkids so that I can, actually have like the strength and stability to play with my kids and my grandkids to uh toss them up in the air wrestle them all the other jazz like so yeah like yes if your singularity is only focusing on those 20 pounds once you get there sure i can see where someone like backslides but if you're focusing on like keeping the fortitude to focus on the discipline to focus on like the good the the, the, Mm -hmm. the most perfect good like, but you need to, I think you do need to break it down into more like attainable proximal goods, which is why, um, I think you never, that's why you need a good plan. Right. Which, and I think if you're going to say, okay, we're going to, we're going to try to lose 20 pounds cause that's necessary for, for this health. I think part of that then needs to be part of your plan has to be, what do I do once I attain that part of the goal? What's the next step? Sure. And how am I going to transition from because maybe maybe you're if you're trying to lose 20 pounds and you're trying to do it maybe quickly ish um you know in a couple two three four months um you're gonna be living a little more restricted so maybe once you've lost that weight you don't have to live quite as a restrictive lifestyle you don't have to eat quite as restrictively you don't have to necessarily put in quite as much work in the gym um, if your goal is to just now maintain that weight once you've lost the 20 pounds. Sure. But before you get there, you need to know what that new plan looks like. 
Yeah, you know what's your new normal going to be? So yeah, that's what is diets, what is that going to be? That's why diets don't work. It's lifestyle <clears throat> changes, that right? And so it's like it's you know it's not I'm not going to eat you know or fast food and pop for you know six months until I reach my goal. Then I go back to it because like eventually your body, um, if you don't maintain your new body weight long enough. That, it, that your body habituates to that new body weight. It mm-hmm. just thinks that it's in starvation mode, and so it wants to hold on to what its set weight is, right? whatever whatever that set weight previously was because of weight loss. And then as soon as you go back to normal living in a, in a caloric, caloric surplus, it's going to then bulk you back up to whatever right. you were previously. So I, I get it. I, I, I get it that it has to be like a full lifestyle change. Um and I yeah, think we're that's, agreeing that's with what each I'm getting other. at is that it needs to be a lifestyle change, even more so. I mean, if you're saying, okay, I want to lose 20 pounds to be healthier because I want to be around longer because I want to be able to play with my kids, um, I still think in many ways you'd be better off just setting a a a new lifestyle that does involve eating healthier, that does involve getting exercise, and in time it will take longer. If you're not focused on weight loss, yeah. but in time you will still drop that unwanted weight. And I think it'll be a little easier to maintain when you get done as well. But I, depends on why you're doing it. If you're just more, if you're just, if you are morbidly obese yeah. and you really need to drop some weight in order to remain healthy. Yeah. Um, and it's, it could potentially be a time sensitive thing. Yeah. Then yeah, you need to, you need to get on the, on the ball and you need to start, you need to work with a nutritionist and you need to maybe work with a, a trainer and figure out what is it that I can do to to eat right and to exercise in such a way that this will go away more quickly. So, and then help utilize them to help you develop a plan on how you can maintain that when you're done. But um, yeah, if you're just trying to, to drop a few pounds or something to that effect just for – even your own personal uh, mindset. Yeah. Um, I think it, it can be good. You you can do it that way. Just have to, you have to have a specific plan for how you're going to carry on afterwards. Yeah. I mean, that's because like um, failure to plan is a plan to fail. True story. So you need to come in with oh, using your right reason to apply to your your goal. Sorry, I'm just looking behind you. Um, using your your right reason to apply to your self, uh, to your weakness, your human flesh, to reorder it back towards what it ought to be for the pursuit and the excellence of good. So you are free to pursue what is good. Mm-hmm. Um. So for whether that's body recomposition, whether that's losing some uh losing some weight, whether that's your strength goals. Whether that's upping your cardiovascular endurance and, and VO two max and all those other factors, whatever it is that you're looking at, like you need to come up with a plan. The same thing with if you want to be like God, if you want to be holy, if you want to live a saintly life, you got to plan to do saintly things. So, yeah, spending time in adoration, spending time at mass, uh, and setting yourself like an actual goal for that. Otherwise, you're just gonna pursue it willy nilly, and like maybe you'll get there. Because like if you go into the gym without a plan. Sure, you'll get a workout in, and it'll feel you'll feel better, and you may get some stuff done, but 
you're going to get there faster. You're going to get there more efficiently without as much injury or wasted time and effort if you go in there with a good plan. Yeah. Go in there focused. Yeah. With a plan set in front of you and you can just do that plan. Yeah. Yep. Anyways. All right. Well, so we have been going for quite a while here. So I think we're going to cool cool it down uh we want to thank you guys for joining us i think this will be the last of our launch day episodes so thank you for listening uh thank you for bearing with us through uh over an hour of content here um we are as as you can tell we could talk about this for much much longer so if you guys want more on discipline and how to live a disciplined life even just ideas and suggestions please feel free to reach out uh, we can either do another podcast episode on it, or we can just share with you some thoughts over email or social media. Uh, Neil, where can they find us on social media? They can find us at Prayer and Pushups uh, podcast on Facebook at Prayer and Pushups uh, on the Twitters, on the Instagrams, and at Prayer and Pushups podcast at gmail.com for our email. Yeah. Again, that is all spelled out, so it's a very long email. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram. Uh, I mentioned pushups. That. I heard Twitter. I don't remember Instagram, but that's okay. Both. Okay, all right. If I <laughs> if I'm repeating, I'm repeating. I apologize. Uh, but no, I don't, because it's always good to hear it again. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on Gmail. Um, we really look forward to hearing from you guys. Please feel free feel free to reach out with any podcast ideas, any topics you'd like us to cover. Uh, and just what your overall thoughts are even. Um, also, please uh, remember you can find us anywhere you listen to your podcast and especially on uh, iTunes and, or is it Apple Podcasts? Yeah, so uh, on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, uh, if you can give us a, a five-star rating, that's going to help us. Uh, the algorithm will help us reach out to other people uh, who may have similar interests in this and help build the audience so we can help get the good news of Jesus Christ out there and the good news of lifting weights and exercise. And we are very much reliant on you guys as well to get, get word out. So if you even want to share stuff or invite people to uh, join our different groups on uh, social media, we'd greatly appreciate that as well. Anyone you think might be interested. Um, we just want the opportunity to share this with anyone who wants to hear it. Yeah. So uh, with that said... Let's get out there. Let's live intentionally. God bless.